Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We all know that what we see on the silver screen isn't real, but today's movie makers conjure wizardry more arcane than anything up Doctor Strange's sleeve to fool us into thinking it is. So let's dive into the art of the science and the secrets behind how movie makers pull off the impossible. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are eight secret techniques films used to ensure perfection. Number eight, the 40-year-old virgin test screenings provided the laugh track. Comedy is all about timing, and nobody knows that better than the directors and editors responsible for producing feature-length comedy. Through a myriad camera setups and footage from multiple takes, they have to splice together a movie which hits every gag, every set piece, every performance to get the biggest possible laugh at exactly the right moment. Never has that been more the case than on the sets of Judd Apatow's movies, which famously involve a lot of improvisation. The unsung hero of the director's movies, though, is Brent White, who bears a huge amount of responsibility for finding the best possible takes to use for the best possible results. And test screenings are one of the tools used to quality assess the cuts White and his collaborators put together. However, with the 40-year-old virgin, Apatow went a step further. During the first preview screening of the film, the writer-director actually recorded the crowd in its entirety as a soundtrack to the film. When he and White reconvened to edit the movie for its general release, Apatow used the tape of the preview audience's reactions to the first cut to guide what to trim and what to delete. Consequently, scenes that didn't get a reaction went out the window. Number 7. Terminator 2 Judgment Day The Man in the Mirror One of the lesser-known problems that faces filmmakers is the age-old question of how to film scenes where actors are staring at their own reflection in the mirror. Today, of course, lighting, mics, cameras, and crew can be digitally removed from the finished scene. But that kind of technology is a relatively recent development, and even then took a while to be cheap enough to employ in day-to-day movie-making. For Terminator 2 Judgment Day, then, James Cameron had a specific scene in mind. The one where Sarah Connor assesses the T-1000 CPU and, with it at her mercy, has to decide whether to destroy the killing machine now or trust that it'll continue to protect her son. For it to work, both Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger needed to be shown in the mirror at the same time, but Hamilton would need to be in motion. To allow for full camera movement in blocking this pivotal scene, he came up with a novel approach. You see, actress Linda Hamilton actually had a twin. The mirror image then is actually Hamilton and Schwarzenegger facing the camera, and there's no mirror setup at all. Arnie's body double sits still with his back to the camera, and Hamilton's sister acts as her double, mirroring Hamilton's actions. It is simple, but ingenious. Number 6. Romance and Cigarettes, Let's Get It On, with an exercise ball. 
For John Turturro's third film as a director, and his first as the sole writer, he chose to develop a musical about married middle-aged working-class New Yorker Nick Murder, his embattled wife and family, and his mistress, a passionate red-headed Englishwoman named Tula. It's an oddly sweet movie that hinges upon the unlikely relationship between Murder, played by the Sopranos' James Gandolfini, and Tula, who is Kate Winslet cheerfully playing against type. True to form, however, Turturro wanted something a little different for the love scene between the pair. Sex scenes are tricky at the best of times, but here Turturro couldn't get the sense of wild abandon he needed because Kate Winslet had actually ripped all the ligaments in the left side of her foot. Fortunately for the movie though, he then had an epiphany. It would be easier to get the performances he needed if he shot the two of them separately. And so, that's exactly how Kate Winslet found herself at 3am, bouncing on an exercise ball, one leg up at a cast, with a crew member on either side supporting her. When it came to shooting Gandolfini's side of the scene, he simply shot him from above and waved a wig in front of the camera to simulate Winslet's energetic participation. It is admittedly easy to tell once you know what's going on, but it certainly adds to just how bonkers this scene is. I mean, just look at Gandolfini's old face. That, that is a sight to behold. Number 5. Desperado the Guacamole Guns From mixing a condom with fake blood and a smidge of dynamite to a whole host of other rough and ready solutions, filmmakers have always managed to get creative when it comes to producing blood squibs for movies. For Robert Rodriguez's seminal neo-western Desperado though, he wanted something a little more over the top to match his movie's graceful yet gratuitous action style. On his no-budget first film, El Mariachi, he experimented with placing the squib inside the blood pack rather than behind it. But for Desperado, he inspected gadgeted himself a guacamole gun. Essentially, a device that projected a burst of stage blood from off-camera onto actors without the need for the safety protocols and planning that came hand-in-hand hand with working with squibs alone, the guacamole gun's other significant selling point was the effect itself. Depending on the consistency of the mixture used, it was possible to simulate shots to any part of the body with cheerfully gratuitous gore, including a nice line in brain-splattering headshots. In fact, the guacamole gun was a little too successful at the end of the day, as Desperado ended up being snipped by the censor due to the sheer amount of blood spraying that was going on, and much of the film's action scenes needed to be revisited in the editing room. Number 4. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, The Tide Is High Filming Michelle Gondry's lo-fi sci-fi masterpiece gave the cast and crew more than the usual amount of headaches, due to the director's insistence on shooting on location with significant practical effects, coupled with the unpredictability of improvisation. Considering the relatively modest $20 million production budget, a great deal of creativity was needed to achieve the in-camera practical effects that Gondry required. Nowhere is this creativity more evident, though, than in the scenes at the beach house in Montauk. With the cameras tight on Jim Carrey's Joel and Kate Winslet's Clementine, the backdrop told the subtext of the story. The ocean breaking the house apart to signify Joel's memories of their relationship fracturing and disappearing. Now the house itself was a set, but it was one built on location on the beach so that the tide would rise and first erode, then just completely demolish it. This proved harder than expected though, as the original riggers outright refused to build it, citing the insanity of creating sets in the sea that were designed to be destroyed by water. Gondry, of course, then just fired them on the spot and simply ordered the film's cast and crew themselves to place the set in the water, causing the head of the union to apparently tear strips off him in front of everyone. Number 3. Tenet Reversing Time Without CGI When it comes to head-blagging sci-fi, Michelle Gondry's intensely personal low-budget indie is one thing, but Christopher Nolan's Tenet, well, that's another thing entirely. An action thriller in which some of the set pieces and characters are moving forward in time and some of them are moving backwards in time, yeah, that must have needed at least some computer-generated effects to bring about, right? 
Well, astonishingly, Tenet's temporal inversion scenes were performed practically in camera, just like the vast majority of Nolan's previous movies. Take the dumbfounding car chase between the protagonist's vehicle and two inverted cars, just for example. Firstly, the set piece itself was mapped out using 3D animation software to study all the parts, forwards and backwards, from every single angle. It was important that the action make perfect sense from the perspective of each of the three vehicles involved. As is often the case for car chases as well, multiple cars were rebuilt to allow filming to take place, but in this case, camera setups in pods on the roof and in the back were facing backwards, and the car transmission was converted so that they would, with the flip of the deferential, be able to dive backwards as easily as forwards. The stunt involving the flipping crash of the second inverted car was something they could only film one time, and the car itself was surrounded by camera cars. In fact, the only digital effects in the whole sequence involved removing or editing cameras and converted vehicles that were in shot because there were just so many cameras involved. Number 2, Apollo 13, filming actual zero-gravity scenes. Much like Gondry and Nolan, Rod Howard had a specific vision for Apollo 13 that he approached in a very specific way. Early on, he decided that this movie wouldn't be using any existing footage of the Apollo 13 mission itself, and that every shot would be original to this movie. Among other things, the suits the cast wore were authentic reproductions, airtight when sealed and cooled by air pumped into them. And the mission control set was reportedly so realistic that one consultant who'd worked on the actual real thing couldn't tell the difference. With all that impressive, expensive commitment to realism, Howard was similarly adamant that they wouldn't be faking weightlessness for the film either, with awkward, uncomfortable wirework harnesses. Instead, the scenes requiring weightlessness were filmed on multiple flights aboard a Boeing KC-135 reduced gravity plane, a fixed-wing aircraft nicknamed the Vomit Comet that was used to train astronauts for NASA. Without getting too deep into the science of it, the flight path is essentially so intense that for a brief moment, anyone inside experiences 23 seconds of pure weightlessness at a time, giving the filmmakers just enough time to shoot some no-gravity goodness. Number 1. Inception – Running Down a Dream the hotel fight scene between Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Arthur and a bunch of hostile figments of a dreamer's imagination is the perfect representation of just why Inception was a big deal. Here, Arthur finds his reality spinning when the dream he's operating inside is affected by the actions taken in the dream his dream is nested within. Confused? Don't worry about it. Basically, up becomes down, down becomes sideways. Once again here, Nolan pulled off a miracle with practical effects when a lesser filmmaker would have defaulted to cartoonish CGI animation. Taking a rotating set effect created for Fred Astaire and adapting it for a punishing two-minute fight scene, the shoot actually used several different sets for this moment, as FYI, although it's often referred to as the hallway fight scene, a third of it actually takes place in a hotel room. Still, Gordon Levitt was battered and bruised at the end of each day, having to tumble and dance his way through fight choreography on a spinning set. The result is astonishing even when you know how it was done, messing with your perceptions throughout and keeping you as off-balance as Arthur himself is. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.